Hi, and welcome to the Future of Development podcast. My name's Anthony Montategi, and I'm here to inspire people to find amazing careers in the construction development world. like our podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really like our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Hi, and welcome to the Future Development Podcast. My name is Anthony Montezegui, and today I am joined by the legendary Christopher Lengiza. Chris is the Senior Director of Business Development Marketplace for, at Procore Technologies, overseeing the development of partnerships, integrations built on the Procore platform. He has been a longtime technology evangelist, continuing to push the construction industry forward. Prior to working at Procore, Chris was the VP of Operational Excellence at a multitude of different construction companies. His initiatives have both moved quality, safety, innovation, training, and financials forward. Chris has also earned a multitude of awards in his work, both nationally recognized as the top 40 construction professionals in the country. He is sought after to speak at national conferences all over the country from Autodesk University, BIM Forums, EcoBuild, SPAR, and many other regional events. More importantly, Chris is always looking to volunteer his time. He's one of those kind of giver people to the industry. For the past five years, his, his giving has, includes AGC, the AIA, just to name a few. Chris, I'm always glad to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Again, Chris, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on today. As always, our conversations go into some amazing places. Uh, Chris, why don't we just do a, take a second and give the audience a little bit about your background and what you're working on uh, over at Procore. Yeah, absolutely. And, and thanks. Uh, tremendously honored to be here, Anthony, and to have this chat today. I think there's a, a lot of things that we're going to talk about that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, you'll find that I, uh, I have a lot of passion for construction technology, so I, I love chatting about it kind of all the time. But, you know, to give you a little background on myself, so um, spent about 15 years in construction, a uh, little bit of an interesting road on how I got there. I actually wanted to design and build golf courses, but realized that my last name wasn't Palmer or Nicholas. Um, so nobody was going to pay me to design anything. And so I uh, ended up on a different side of, of, of building golf courses, which was building uh, clubhouses and buildings. And so that was kind of how I kicked off my career. And, you know, some people would call me maybe lazy. I'd call it, I like efficiency. So early on in my career, I was like, hey, there's got to be a better way to do a lot of the things that we do on a job site to run a project. I got a little sick and tired of like copying notes over from page to page six times on a set of submittals and things like that. And so always have had a passion for how do I improve what we're doing? How do I deliver a better product to the customer? Worked at a couple different general contractors doing that and then focused on implementing basically operational excellence, um, improvements to quality, improvements to safety, improvements to the technology and the processes that we had, uh, working for an owner developer builder down in Florida, which is where I'm based uh, in Jupiter, Florida. And then about three years ago, I joined the Procore team really to focus on how do our customers leverage all of the great solutions that are available in market today so that they can improve their processes and deliver more value to their customers uh, on projects. And so I came over to manage the marketplace team. And we have a team here that focuses on all of the new and emerging technology, as well as existing technologies that can integrate into the Procore platform. And we want to make it as seamless and streamlined as possible for our customers to use all of those pieces and parts. We know that Procore can't literally build 
every paint solution that you could possibly ever need. Uh, that would be a little short-sighted of ourselves to think that, but we like to think that you can use it alongside of Procore and do it in an efficient way so that you can get the most out of Procore, but also deliver the most value on a project from using those solutions together. So that's what I'm focused on. I get to have, I, I always like to say that I have probably the most fun job at Procore short of TUI, you know, because I get to work with new and emerging technologies all the time and, you know, really better understand how our customers are using them. And that just gets me really excited. For me, what might be the favorite thing to do, right? Seeing all these, you know, it's interesting how Procore is taking that approach at, hey, look, we've got the platform for the data, right? We will we'll be the structure that holds the data. Now, as every one of the applications that come in that can attach to it, right? We, we're excited about having you in there. And that really, I believe, is when I'm, I'm looking at the big organizations out there, you know, we're innovators, you know, the, the, the you guys, the Googles, the, the, the folks that are out there that really were the front runners of collecting data, you know, creating that. And you guys, you know, you start off with a big approach with the project management side of it. And then I saw you guys make a big approach to accounting. And now as you make approaches to all the different attachments, my belief is that's a that's a really great button. And, and, and I too would have so much fun with the different attachments that are happening there. You know, our business was so archaic for so long. All these new things that are approaching us uh, make it fun to interact with. Uh, so uh, give me some ideas, some of the things that uh, are really excited on your plate today that uh, you're having fun with. It's a really exciting time in, in construction, in my opinion. You know, I spent about 10 years living in that legacy world that, you know, a lot of people are still living in today. And so the things that we've seen happen and change over the last, you know, five, three years have been really exciting about some of the new technologies that are brought into the industry, right? We're talking about things like artificial intelligence and machine learning that are being applied to that data that we're talking about, you know, driving those insights into projects so that people can better understand what's happening. Uh, I always relate it to when I was a project manager and I used to just tell project managers and project engineers, you've got to go walk the job site because if you're not out there in the field, you'll never know what's happening and you won't find the problems, right? But as a project manager, you'd spend all day walking around the job site and you miss a lot of stuff, right? And there's things that you couldn't necessarily, you didn't know were happening, right? And I think what's really interesting around artificial intelligence and machine learning and computer vision is they're actually pointing us to where potential problems might be. They're saying, hey, take a look at this. This is something that you should notice it may be nothing, but it could be something. And you should focus your attention over there because, you know, this cost is looking like it is getting out of whack. This photo looks like it's unsafe. You know, this submittal or this material delivery is not here and it should be. You know, those are the things that we can draw attention to by leveraging the data that we're collecting. And so it's really exciting to see what folks are doing with artificial intelligence and machine learning. Another area that I think is, is really exciting is, is around reality capture, right? Um, so the capturing of information information from the job site so that more people can see and be part of what's happening. Uh, COVID has been a great accelerant for this. Yeah. I think we had this conversation in a prep call, which yeah. is, Hey, you know, think about it previously. You might go and visit a job site one time before bidding on it. Right. And how much can you really consume in an hour walkthrough? Right. But imagine spending an hour's time either scanning or taking 360 photos and videos and now you can revisit that site many times over. So as you're doing a design or you're working through an estimate or you're actually just trying to communicate with the owner and the design team on what you see as field conditions, right? It's a huge new opportunity for us. And it's a technology that was adopted 
But now that we were kind of forced to work remotely and we couldn't get to as many places as we would or as many times as we would like to, we removed a lot of the restrictions on, oh, you can't do business like that. And, you know, I think that's, you know, COVID was bad for a lot of reasons, but it's been great for some reasons in construction as well. Absolutely an accelerant, right? The uh, technology acceleration, you know, I always said, hey, if I could get that little button ahead on Star Trek, right? That little, hey, Scotty, beam me up. If I could get that, I could be a much better project manager, right? I could get to more job sites more often. I could interact with my superintendents more often. I could interact with subcontractors more often. I could get answers to them in a, in, a, in a much quicker format. And the problem with that was it was all stuck in me, right? I had been to multiple projects. I knew the company's needs. I knew all the. I knew I had all the latest and latest wants from the operations team because I was interacting on the last opening or the, you know the last couple of openings, and I kind of knew what they wanted and how the plans just hadn't caught up to where they want with you know the different parts and pieces they wanted. And as we're seeing today, instead of having that button, now the job sites come to me via camera, right? I, I we interact all day long. You know, we now have. Jobs, you know, it started with Ox Blue. We thought, oh, that was a great one to use. Today we've got uh, Arlo cameras and we'll have multiple. Well, we might have nine or 10 cameras on a job site. And it just gives us a much different approach to how we see production, right? We can look at when we look at a schedule and go, all right, did we get the uh, ductwork up hanging? I can see it. I can watch and watch them deliver it. I know where they're, where, where they're going to put it on the job site. I know what parts and pieces we need. Uh, today it's way more intuitive than ever before. Uh, you know, you know, the line I loved you had was, "You call it precision, I call it transparency." Right? I love that line that you have. I, I, I love that. Yeah, and and as we were talking about, you know, what we're able to track and how much more detailed and granular we can get into, you know, when deliveries were made, how much materials left on the job site, how many, you know, units did a a crew put in place that every day. You know, the precision is important. But what's probably even more important than that is the transparency that we now have with that data, right? So not only does a foreman who's in the field know how much work is being put in place, but the project manager, the superintendent, the you know the owner, the design team have visibility into the type of progress that's being made. They have visibility into what is left on site, so that if there's a change that needs to be made, they can catch it in time. And I think you know it's less about the precision for me; it's more about the transparency that we provide to those people on the job site and that are participating in the project. Because the more open we are, the more communication we have. You know, Procore big value of ours is openness, right? And so that's why we drive this unlimited user model. We want as many people engaged in the project as possible because we want to have that level of controlled transparency with those project stakeholders so that they can do their jobs that much more effectively, right? Imagine a designer who doesn't you know, who wants to make a change, but is aware that he may be a bit too late or is early enough to make that change. Being informed with that information makes them better at their job. Now, when every time we talked about, hey, uh, we're going to know what's going on, there was always those couple of people like, well, big brother, you know, uh, 10 years ago, I put job site cameras out, you know, 15 years ago, I was putting job site cameras up there. I I remember a project I had in New York where I put multiple cameras up and it took a shot every seven seconds. And every single day, the guys would cut the cable. 
Hey, every day, every every day. And we had a, a requirement the superintendent had to have it live every day. So his job was to go over there and find a way to get it so they wouldn't cut the cable. And it just, there were guys, you know, union guys that were like, well, I don't want anybody watching me. Like somehow or another, there was always a couple of bad eggs that didn't want it. But today we're looking at it going, look, people that are in this business that are good at what they do, love and here, they want to show off what they're doing. Look, yeah. I got, I, this is what we do. Look, at some point you realize you're, you're we're not, uh, you can't drive people to a point where they're going to get exhausted or fatigued because that causes what injuries and damage and, and ultimately sets projects back, right? There's a performance that actually works and the people that are in the business that love the business, that's always great. You know, they're, they're the people who are early adopters that want you to know, hey, it's exactly what I got today. Here's how many sheets our crew got up today. And here's why. And here's where we did have inefficiency. By the way, here's what really didn't work for our crew the drywall didn't show up or you stacked all the drywall 150 yards away from here. And we had to lug it all over to this corner to get it up, up there. Hey, next time, if you had it delivered and put it about, uh, uh, you know, 10 feet away from the walls we're hanging, we could, we could, our efficiencies would be a lot easier showing, Hey, look at, look how many steps we had to take carrying that drywall or carts, carting that drywall over the impact of that. Ultimately there's where the technology that, that transparency shows up, this is why we had the inefficiency. It wasn't about our, about our, our people or our crew. It was usually about how we did things. And, and if we look at a little bit smarter, you guys are helping us be more efficient, right? And uh, I, I think that that, trans, that transfers all the way through uh, the entire industry, right? From, from, the, from the way that we look at sites and locations, right? The demographic modeling, the way that, you know, the inefficiencies of, of getting a deal done, right? If, if we looked at, uh, if we go back up the, up, up the chain to where we look at a deal uh, before we even look at, you know, we're, we're driving by looking at it for sale side, for rent side, the inefficiencies in the deal making, right? The, the amount of time it takes to go look at a site, have it come back, go out and do discovery about the site and kind of come back, go, go back to operations and have them commit to a, a sales model. All those little aspects that really affect the timing of it. And today, we're looking at groups that want to be in their locations much, much faster. You know, uh, last summer, uh, we were, uh, summer before last, we were in Europe and we're looking at malls that were entire malls were pop-up stores, right? The entire mall. So the mall itself was the structure. It had the great design and each one of the stores that were in it were just pop-up stores, 30, 60, 90 day leases that allowed brands to have interaction with their customer on a local basis. You know, they, they realized that most of their customers shop online, but they needed to have that first integration, right? I, I love Ted Baker, right? I, I, you know, but the problem I have is some Ted Baker shirts don't fit around my, my little belly over here, my little belly. I'm just saying that little <laughs> belly. <laughs> so it's like I get the little button, it goes, like, that's screaming. And some of the shirts are fit in, but other shirts I love. They fit me so perfectly. And this t shirt that all I need to know is go there and feel, you know, so every once in a while when I get to a Ted Baker store, I can figure out what shirts I love. And then I can go home and I can buy more of them online. And that's the ones I really want to, I want to, I want to capture. So, you know, I think that's, that's the approach that we're seeing more and more of uh, in the environment where people are going to go be looking at. You know, the, the 30 to 20 year lease or the, the 10 with two five year extensions, you know, we're seeing less and less of that as we as we move forward and more and more of the brands that, uh, hey, I want to be able to get out there. Uh, they're not sure where the, the future is going to be, but they want to get their, their new product in front of the customers. And they're getting way more data about the customers themselves, right? Knowing, you know, where uh, where the Anthony's are that like the Ted Baker's. And by the way, if I put a Ted Baker store there, what does his wife like? What do his kids like? So that they could, you know, get the main sale on me, 
uh, and then, uh, you know, approach uh, the other parts of the family that will also uh, impact that uh, pop-up store. So what we're really seeing is that change in the environment that, uh, that we're not even know, we're not even sure it's going to happen yet, right? I think that as you look at these new tools that you're working on, as they come in and you attach them to Procore, the outcome of it isn't discovered yet. And I think that's the part for me that's the most exciting is that, you know, as you add on a new uh, attachment to Procore, as you add on a new application for it, the outcome of it and what it can do for the industry, that to me is the most exciting part. I'll hit on a couple of things you said there, because I think there's some really interesting things to unpack. And the first is going back to, you know, you mentioned the, the site worker that is cutting the camera cable, right? And because they, they see that as you're watching me, right? As, as consumers of us buying consumer goods, Ted Baker shirts, or for me, you know, I, I, I like Brooks Brothers, right? They fit me, right? Right. And I know the, spur, the perfect cut that's there and it fits me good, right? But once I figured that out, now I just watch the sale online. But we know all those things are being tracked, but we're okay with it in a lot of cases because it delivers us a better experience, right? And it del- allows us to be more efficient. I like to know to get the email from Brooks Brothers when the shirts I like go on sale on super clearance, right? Because I'm going to go buy two or three every year, right? I'm going to restock a bit. Think about that when we talk about cameras on construction projects, right? There's got to be something in it for the people that you're watching. And you mentioned, hey, I couldn't get my job done efficiently today because I had to do all this travel time, right? And or there was other things in my way. There were trades that were blocking me, right? That couldn't get me there. And so that was, you know, that's the way that we have to think about and position those type of, you know, computer vision and cameras and and, and tracking things to a more granular level is it's not because we want to use it as the stick. We want to figure out how you can do your job better. Every, Every subcontractor, every GC that I've ever worked with or ever, ever talked to, they're like nirvana is they show up on the job site. They just work continuously and go and nothing's in their way. Right. How many times has the, has the drywall guy say, I'm not coming until the floor is fully framed out. Everything's inspected and you can let me go. Right. And so they want that continuity, that predictability, and that's, what's important to them. And if we can use that technology to deliver that to them, that's incredibly important. And then the other thing that's interesting that you touched on that I want to explore is like, yeah, people's buying motions and projects are changing, right? And so you talk about, hey, these pop-up stores, or you talk about people having to move very quickly to move into a market because they find a demographic there. Technology can be a huge enabler for us in that in that scope as well. You know, we all have limitations on the number of people that we have, right? And finding good, qualified project managers, superintendents, foremen, and trade workers is difficult. And we can't waste time trying to look at projects if we, one, don't think we can get them, or we spend a lot of time traveling to get them. So if we get to them, so if we can leverage the technology to let us look at more jobs, be more informed about, hey, we know the last 12 jobs we've done with this customer have been delivered in this timeline. We know if we make these tweaks, we can hit this deadline. We can go have a much more satisfied customer. We can win more work. We can win more profitable work, 
right? Which is all very important to, to us as an industry. And, you know, that's why, you know, we, we put out a recent ROI report. And one of the things that was not surprising to me at all, because I personally experienced it is, you know, our customers in general are, are doing 20 to 30% more revenue with the same people that they had before, right? And that's what technology really enables you to do. It's not about eliminating jobs and eliminating people that aren't necessary. It's about, hey, let us go do more, let us go win more work. Let us bid more work. Let us let us deliver more work and have a satisfied customer so that they can be like, hey, yeah, we want to work with, you know, to, with them again, 100%. You, you can almost see how the, the as a, a group gets smarter and better at it, their ratings go up. You know, very much like Uber, right? If you look at Uber, as, as a driver gets a higher rating, they get first pick at the local job. Right. There's an encouragement by Uber to say, hey, great, keep getting higher ratings. And every time there's a job, you know, you're going to get the first pick on the next the, the next the next uh, customer that's close to you. You can almost see that same thing happening. And then our, in, in construction, as a project comes by, uh, the, the companies and the subcontractors that achieve those ratings that really create that uh, uh, that experience. Hey, are you taking care of your crew? Right? Are you, is your crew showing up? Are they healthy? Right? Are you making sure that are you taking are your people important to you? Right? Are they able to get to my job sites and are they happy when they get there? Are they well prepared for what they need? You know, you can see the future where you know a crew would know exactly what's going on. You know, five man crew shows up to do uh, carpentry today. You know that uh, Bob, uh, number one carpenter, he needs a claw hammer and two crowbars. Uh, Betty, who's number two carpenter, she needs uh, a scaffolding because she's going to be doing some tall work and a harness. Uh, number three needs you know, whatever the parts and pieces they need because they know what their tasks are going to be for the day. So that precision you were talking about, that that uh, that clarity of transparency of the project to know, all right. This is exactly what they're going to get done today. And by the way, we've prepped the job site so they can get in and get out. You know, we're working on a schedule today, uh, right after this podcast. I'm going to go up there with a crew that's, uh, you know, the whole idea is that we're going to get on the ground faster than ever before. And we said exactly what you were talking about. There's got to be something in it for the sub. We call them up and go, hey, we're just wanting you to go faster. The guy they're going to go, hey, I, I, I don't need that. But hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to show you exact, we're going to clear the path. So you and your team are going to get out of that ground in a quarter of the time that, that we had on the schedule originally. And here's where the impact of that's going to be for you. At the end of the day, you'll pour a slab and you'll get your, your work time will be a quarter of the amount of work time that we had the number of days, you, just, you know, just in the days of going back and forth to the job site, just in that inefficiency, we've created a, a, you know, a, a huge value to, the, to that owner. Right, so today they're going to be able to come in there and in two days uh, they're going to be able to pour these footings uh, by the by day five the, the the plumbers and they'll have their underground inspections done by day five we'll be pouring that slab and be going vertical by day six now originally that was going to be a two week process mm-hmm. right or two two or three, maybe almost three week process on the original schedule and it just took a couple little tweaks to figure out oh. We weren't looking at it that way. We had a site guy coming in and they were taking up a big component of it. And we realized that when we do site work, that if we don't get to the base building faster, right, we can't do those simultaneously. So we got to look at where, what's what's impacting us to be able to go vertical with the building while we're completing a site uh, on a project. So if we can get that pad area ready faster. And, and then, you know, before we were thinking, well, that old fashioned thinking you were talking about, 
Site guys got to come in. They got to do all their work before the next guy can. No, 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 no. Let's get ready for, so that you can get the other team ready, pad ready, site ready, pad ready uh, grading. And then now, now we can get, you can be working on the rest of the, of the platform while we're working simultaneously over here so that we're getting those efficiencies. And just now we're being able to see that so much clearer than before. Right, yep. that uh, and and people see that impact that that piece that says, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm actually making more money doing this. You know, it's it's really interesting. You know, not to like harp on the the visual piece, right? The cameras and the and the videos and the photos, but if you if you think about it a little bit, like you know that it's possible, right? Because you've done this project probably a few hundred times, maybe a thousand times, right? And you've seen how people work around the job site. Right. But bringing in that visual component of actually being able to sit back and kind of watch it in a time lapse and see how the work progresses around a project lets you think differently about bring it. And it lets you bring in a lot of those, those lean methodologies, right? Like, how do I break this work into smaller segments? Like, I used to have legitimate knockdown, drag out arguments with superintendents going, why do we need to pour the entire deck in one day? Why can't we pour a deck in four pours, right? And he's, well, we got to bring all this in. It's the logistics. I said, yeah, but if we could figure that stuff out, wouldn't it allow us to go faster? And instead of like worrying about our rebar crew getting lost to another job and them not baking it back or worrying about our plumbers who have to come out like every fourth day and set sleeves and we don't know if they're going to show up and then we end up missing things. What if we could just have one guy here consistently working through that and a smaller crew so that we could go in smaller pours? And we've seen, you know, we know that this can work. We, we've got visual evidence of it, right? And then we can look at it and go, hey, you know, yeah, Maybe we think about that in a little bit different way. And it's a, it's a way for us to sit back and go, yeah, let's challenge not just the technology, right? Because technology is not going to solve all the problems. I always tell people, it's like, you as a general contractor, as a specialty contractor, as an owner, yes, adopting technology is great, but it is not going to be what differentiates you from your, from your competitors. It's how you implement, deploy, and utilize those technologies together efficiently that will make you a rock star, that will differentiate you from your competition, and that will make your, you know, your profits go up and to the right, which is what we all want. You know, there was an old, uh, an old book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's probably one of the first business books I read out of high school, right? And, uh, uh, you know, they talked about these quadrants, important, uh, not important, urgent, not urgent. And when you spend more time in the stuff that's uh, urgent, but not important, or important and urgent, uh, you get these, you know, the fire drills of life. I need to have this done now, 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 now. Uh, you don't work on the important but not urgent uh, stuff, mm-hmm. which is systems and practices and behaviors. You know, the problem I see with this industry and why we were having that meeting about th- this right after after this, this call to, or this uh, podcast today is that our t- something I've really noticed a lot about the industry is that it's hard to stop our project managers who are in the middle of multiple battles, right? They're out there, they're, you know, I look at our, our projects across the country and they're fighting multiple battles. They've got, uh, you know, one battle over in Ohio. They got another battle over in, uh, over in uh, Austin, Texas. They got another one down in uh, Georgia. And those might be in their final stages. They know they're coming up to turnover week. There's a lot going on. And they got these new projects that are gonna come up in a month or two. And they're looking at it going, yeah, look, I, I, Anthony, why are you busting my chops? That doesn't start for a month and a half from now. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Right? And look at me like, hey, I, I got these other battles that are on, right? If I don't get that turned over next week when that owner shows up, you know, you're, you're going to be on my ass about that. And I'm like, you know, and, and you start to notice that it's really difficult to set priorities when you're in the middle of a battle. And I think as we look at AI and we look at our systems, that is just, you know, the, the problem is the more the battle of fighting today, the more of those battles I'm going to have tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. The more if, if I don't st- slow down and go, hey, look, I got to set up my next job. So the more I set that up, the more time I spend before day one setting up that job, you know, that part you were talking about where you're painting the visualization for the team, you know, for the team that says, no, you can't do that. Now, listen, here's what we're going to do. I've done this multiple times. And here's how, by the way, you're going to make more money doing this and your yep. crews are going to be a lot less. And I've got to create the vision for them to make that happen. That's, that, that's an awesome piece. You know, Chris, I, I think that's, the spot where if we can just notice that we put that on our people that says, look, stop now and do this other work. But the more of the battle we fight over here, the less we do over here, the more of these battles we have. And I think that as we look at AI, you know, my, my, my approach is it says, look, from the day we were awarded the project, what is day one of the day after it's awarded? Look, it's been awarded to us. What's day one look like, right? Where are we at with yep. our buyouts? Where are we at, with, you know, get, getting those done? Uh, who's, who's put together a schedule? Who's really thought, well, you're going, hey, you're asking me to put together a schedule for a project that's been for two months. I'm like, look, if you don't do that, your coordinators can't get to the buyouts. And then we can't get all the stuff ordered and we can't get submitted, submitted. So all those things back up a project that will end up being on the line of scrimmage all battling day one, you know, or we limp over day one where crew shows up and now they realize, all right, I got the grading crew here, but where's all the equipment? Well, they just came by to take a look at it. So, we want day one to be the most effective day out there. So where are you parking the truck? Let's get all that stuff in place. Our construction signs up, our fill fences in place, all of our protective gear uh, the way we need it. You know, uh, we have temporary power. You know, how many times do you show up on a job site and a trooper doesn't have a trailer? Uh, there's not uh, there's not a temporary power for them. Everybody's trying to work off of a generator. We're blowing popping circuits and all this stuff that happens when we don't set up our teams for day one. Right. So, and, and, and I think that's a big part of our, of our gig is getting them ready to show up at that site, ready to go. I, c- I couldn't agree more. And, you know, the analogy I like to, to use is like, you're absolutely right. Like when you're a project manager or superintendent, uh, whether it's multiple jobs or just multiple trades, whatever perspective it is, there is a lot of battles happening at the same time. Right. And I always imagine that it's like, it's like walking up to, to a captain who is managing a battlefield and going, Hey, what do you want for lunch next week? Right. That, that guy or, or girl is going to probably go get out of here. I got yeah. a lot of problems happening right now. <laughs> Don't ask me what I want for lunch next week. But then next week, when next week comes around and there's no lunch because they couldn't give you an answer, they're like, where's my lunch, right? And uh, I'll tell you, like, it, it's so incredibly important that we, 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 we train and we practice and we, and we have a process for things so that we don't have to, they're just second nature. So when you think about like, hey, getting a project set up and hey, we need to get the schedule done. We need to make sure that we get buyout done. It's that repetition and that understanding. And then also something that is triggering us. So this is where like the technology and Procore come in. It's like saying, hey, you haven't done this task yet. This is really important 
You need to do this. I know it doesn't seem important today, but if you don't do it today, it's going to perpetuate the cycle. And, you know, I'm not sure if you're a Jocko fan or not, but, uh, you know, he, he, taught, he tells a story about like, you know, practicing getting into Humvees, right, for, for their SEAL crews. And he goes, why do you think we practice an hour a day getting in and out of a car, right? Seems pretty obvious. You open the door, you get in. Because when the bullets are flying and when everything is going to crap, if you will, you don't want to think about who's sitting in what seat, whose back do I have? It is just second nature and instincts kick in. And that's what we need in construction in a lot of ways is like, hey, when I'm starting a project, I don't need to think about what it is that I need to do, that I need to build the schedule, that I need to work with the procurement team, that all these things need to happen. I just need instinct to kick in and I need the subtle reminders right? From the technology to tell me, Hey, you, you missed this one. Hey, let's, let's, let's dial that in. Let's get ready for the next one. That's not a reminder. There's where I believe the first level of AIs, you know, look, we start off with some project management tools that say, but those subtle reminders that fit into my life, right? Not the ones that say, I need an answer right now when I'm under, you know, they're, they're on the battlefield, you're asking for lunch, but maybe it happens, hey, when this calms down, you got a breath. Now the subtle reminder comes up, hey, is this a good time to talk about lunch next week? Right? The problem we have today is that if I don't get you right now, my time ends up going somewhere else. The thing with AI, it's it can always be available, right? It can fit into my life as it feels the opening happen there. You know, I think the same thing's gonna happen with the way that we educate people, right? As we look at AI, you know, our job sites will happen that way, right? We look at Hey, this, this, this little helper, right? This AI helper that gives me little reminders, helps me get things done, helps me order things when I need to order them. You know, the same thing will happen as I need uh, technology education as it approaches my job site. If I'm a carpenter and I've got new technologies coming into place on how to measure uh, using uh, 3D goggles or how, how that the AI platform will fit that learning and, and that practice into how I learn, right? It'll know me so well that let's say Anthony likes videos on YouTube and he likes them at, in the morning before the day starts. And that's a great time for him to see a, YouTube, a 15 minute YouTube video on how these new glasses will be able to measure. Uh, and and, and you know, from that measurement, I can get all my wood cut and that automatically get cut before it shows up my job site. Here, that's a great time. And you know what, over the next five days, he'll get you know, uh, five 15 minute videos that fit right between the time he takes, you know, he's brushing his teeth and shaving, that video will pop up and he'll learn that little, that, that new tool that we're going to do. You know, I, I just, there's so many different ways that AI can approach my life as opposed to the way it is today where everybody's got to go to a classroom, stop my day, everybody's going to stop production, stop making money, and now I've got to learn something. The way I can learn in the future with AI allows flexibility to me not to not to Chris and me, just just me. The way Anthony wants to learn, and Chris, you may want to learn a different way. Hey, I like it on my drive between. I like to hear a little video about it between my drive between the office and the house, or here where my where my kids are going to soccer, or whatever that might be. So, so there, there's two factors there, right? There's the the timing of the training, right? When when do you need to be trained on this? That's like going out while the site work's going on and trying to train the team on how to use the punch list tool. Yeah. It's like, cool, six, nine weeks or six months or 12 months from now, when they actually need it, do you think that they're actually going to have retained any of that information? No, not a chance. And the, the likelihood is that 
the, the staff's going to be like, get out of here. We got other things, fires to fight. I don't want to, you know, they're not only going to be half paying attention. And, and the other piece is, is like, you're talking about technology that we already get delivered in, in our personal lives anyways, right? Like <laughs> as much as we might not like to admit it, like the internet knows a lot about us, right? And they know our buying patterns and they know our listening habits and they know what to serve us when. It's not far off to think that we can deliver that information in a timely manner. Hey, in the next three weeks, we see that on your schedule for the project that you're supposed to start punch list on the first floor, right? We noticed that you have not taken the punch list training on how to use the punch list tool in Procore. And by the way, we do notice that you log in every morning inside of Procore to check your to-do items. We're going to serve you up a little bit of a video, a little bit of a click through on that because you're going to need this tool in the next few weeks. And it's going to start off as a real subtle reminder. And then it's going to get a little bit more, you know, more aggressive over time if you haven't done it. But we know that the, the opportunity for us to actually uh, impact people's routines and, and, and how they use the tools, we much higher if we deliver it to them in the way that they like to learn. And at the time that is relevant for them to put it into practice, right? That's, that's so incredibly important. It's one of the reasons that like during Procore's implementation, we really focus on, hey, what are the jobs you're going to roll this out on, right? What stage are they in? And focus on the tools that are going to be most relevant. You know, for a lot of people, it's like getting the budget set up and getting submittals done and getting drawings up because they're going to start a fresh project. And those are all things you do at the beginning of the project. But some people come to us and say, hey, listen, I got three jobs finishing out. And I really want to use the punch list tool. So we, we jump right in and we just train them on how to do the punch list tool and how to upload drawings and how to distribute that to the field instead of focusing on submittals and you know, budgets because it's just not timely for them. And we wait for the next new project for them to go on. So there's a lot there about the timeliness, the method of learning, and making sure that the training actually sticks with the individuals so that they can get the most out of it. I, I know about you, but I, I, you, I'd go to like history class. I hated it when I was a kid. Right? Because it all moved, it was that in English class. I hated both of them because I had to memorize stuff. And yeah. like, you know, I had no, I had no relationship to it. I mean, you know, uh, 1770, you know, uh, uh, 17, you know, 77 or Wherever they, whatever the American history was at the time, uh, you know, uh, Independence Day. And, but today, as I go to Boston and I go see where they wrote the you know, different constitutions and, and where I see, you know, uh, the, the way the, the uh, Freedom Trail, I can't, I love it. Like, I love yeah. walking the Freedom Trail. My, I love doing it with my kids and I love, you know, that whole experience of it. I, you're right. I think you're right on, Chris. I mean, right there where you got, if we can just get it to a point where we do it in a way that you can relate to the timing that's going on, that AI, you know, different than that, uh, the, the, most of us learned by the stick, right? Exactly what you are talking. Stick didn't really work for us as humans. It's, just like, it's not something any of us like doing. But if I can do it out of, hey, this is going to, by the way, let me, let me show you how to do this. It's going to make your life a lot easier and actually go right into the flow of things, you know, set it up and make it easy. Hey, I've, I've taken the liberty of already setting up all 17 floors of, of the project. And we're going to start on floor, you know, as you start on, if you want to start on floor one or floor 17, we'll work our way down. We'll go through room A. I've already taken, you know, where AI can already set that platform up for a punch list application, right? Where here, I, I got, I noticed you have 17 rooms on this floor. We'll, we'll set that up. And would you just like start top, top, uh, top down or bottom up? How do you, you know, how do you want to approach that punch list? Great. 
I'll, I'll set that up and, and just uh, let me know what the punch list items are. And, and by the way, if you want to take pictures of it, I can include the pictures in my in your punch list for you. And tell me what subs need to be communicated with. Boom, it automatically will communicate to those subs. Uh, in, intuitively be able to show, hey, look, I just noticed that uh, the carpenter needs to go fix that baseboard and the painter needs to do some more caulking around it. Once that baseboard gets fixed, let's get that out to the team. And by the way, if they could get that done, uh, I noticed that there's a carpenter available by schedule uh, next Tuesday. He could get this portion of it done. The painter can come in Tuesday. You know, the carpenter get done by two. Uh, painter will start by three. Punch list and the intuitiveness of the relationship between the job site, the subcontractor, the, the skilled trades, and makes it that much easier. By the way, they want that too because they're dying to get that punch list done because they want that final check. Right, they want to be able to get in there and go, right, great. Here's my punch list got signed off on. Everybody's happy. I get my final check. Here's my lien releases. Imagine turning over projects and not, not you know, right now we talk about 30, 60 days to get a project closed out. Imagine doing that in 30, 60, you know, uh, uh, minutes, right? Yep. Where you can literally go to the punch list, look at a, a trade, you know, look at a project so much more uh, uh, with so much more intuition, you know, catching things during the project faster, that precision and transparency that you talked about uh, will give us. So, Chris, I, you know, I, you and I, will, you know, look, we, we done, this is a pre-call and, <laughs> and uh, you know, with, with, with Procore, I, I love where you guys are at, your, your innovation, uh, the, the parts and pieces that you're working are blow me away. If people want to get a hold of you, Chris, what's the, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a couple of way, easy ways to reach out to me. Um, just feel free to email me. My email, and I'm sure you can put it in the show notes, is chris.langiza at procore.com. I, I love hearing from, from customers and prospects and just industry fellows on how they're using the technology or like... Like I said, I'm a complete tech nerd, right? So if you know about some company and <laughs> I'd love to hear about them, especially if I haven't heard about them because that's somebody I don't necessarily know about. Uh, I am on, on Twitter and, and, and uh, LinkedIn. So G-I-E-Z-A-0527 on Twitter. And you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Please reach out. I love to have these conversations. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, you, you mentioned the punch list and I always think about punch list is we designed punch list around what the deliverable was that we need to give to the architect to get sign off instead of how could we efficiently evolve the process. And I think, you know, a little teaser here, I think you're going to see some changes to how people do punch list in the future, right? It's very easy for me to walk you around, Anthony, and go, hey, I need you to paint that spot on the wall. I need you to fix that, that ding down there. There's a piece of baseboard missing over here. Why can't we communicate punch list the way that we communicate with people, right? And so when we talk about artificial intelligence and we talk about machine learning and natural language processing and computer vision, these are all things that I think we're going to see that you're going to be like, you're not going to necessarily know that they're computer vision or you're not going to know that they're AI or ML. What you're going to know is that it makes it a lot easier for me to do a punch list right? And that's what I think we're all, we're all looking for, right? We're all looking for a better way to do our jobs. So we spend less time on doing things just to document them and more time on doing things to get the work done. Uh, every, every time you and I talk, it just gets me more and more excited about where the future of our business is going. And uh, Chris, I, uh, I, I, I love our conversations, but I, I, uh, we'll have you on the show again. And uh, I'm, I'm so grateful for the time together. Uh, you, you really are. I've got a lot of insight and uh, uh, the toys and stuff that you're playing with over Procore are really uh, taking this business 
uh, you know, into the future. And uh, I'm grateful to have you on today. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. And I mean, uh, uh, kudos to all the great things that y'all are doing and putting these technologies in, in place in the field and actually driving value for them. So I look forward to doing this again. I, we jokingly said, I feel like you and I could just literally turn the record on and talk for a few hours. We can probably have a few episodes. I, I still maintain that. And, uh, you know, thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, once again, anybody who wants to reach out, please don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, we're here to answer questions and also to, you know, to learn from from all of you as well. I'll put your links down at the bottom. I'll make sure uh, you can get a hold of you at Procore. And uh, again, thanks again for your time. Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Monategi. Always looking for people to bring insight into the industry, finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share it with your friends.